Welcome back to System Administravia, the podcast where we are environmentally friendly. This is Brent. We are not. Yeah, what the hell are you even saying? Did you forget what? Did you guys forget what we're talking about tonight? Yes. Oh. No, we didn't forget that. Do you get I was it? Just saying we're not. Now I get it. Do you it. get it? It's a pun, Payton. It all makes I, sense. I totally get it. It's Jathan who didn't get it. I didn't get it, and I get it now. I get it, and I'm actually Payton. This is terrible. I'm very mad. Right well. Yeah, Shut up, so. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. tonight we are so. talking about environment variables, which is why we are environmentally friendly. We, well, we are kind of. We are totally... You didn't see us ditching the uh, I didn't trash specify, the, uh, I didn't specify in the, which... In the lake there. And we're paying our carbon credits, too, so we're actually a green <laughs> podcast. Even though we're heavily polluting, we're still a green podcast. Actually, I mean, I haven't... I've had an opportunity to pollute. I've been staying home. Uh, Jathan, who are you? Say who you are. I'm a polluter. Guess. I'm and a computer. I'm, I'm, a computer. <laughs> I'm a polluter. It's not a computer. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, a, it's a reference to the GI Joe. Stop all the, the downloading. Yeah. Stop all the downloading. I'm a My favorite is you, fucking pork chop sandwiches. Though. You wouldn't download a pork car. <laughs> Oh yeah, shit, no. get the fuck out of here. Hey, we're talking about a, a G.I. Joe parody thing. Uh, uh-huh. Have you seen them? Yeah. Okay. G.I. Joe? Yeah, I've seen G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he's Have you seen the parodies? The parody I PSAs? So. I, I may not have. Okay, I'll link to it in Discord if I remember. If you... Oh, God. Yeah. I uh, will definitely link to all of them. Okay. Going going back on topic, me, 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 briefly. Me, 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 me. <laughs> so, yeah. Like we, what was that? Just keep Shh, talking. Keep talking. Ah. <laughs> We're talking about environment variables tonight, as I mentioned, and we'll also be talking about shells. Jathan, you wanted to talk about this. What did you mean by shells? Seashells. Well, when you, you saw seashells by the seashore. No. Certain processes, when you start running them, inherit variables from your current shell and spawn in a subshell, and some do not. What? Why would they? Why would they do that? Depending on the shell. No, it's not depending on the shell. I'm just saying, sometimes if a script that you're running spawns a new shell, it doesn't inherit, or it does. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, so I'm just saying, sometimes you don't realize that a subshell is spawning when you run a certain process right. or script, and then you don't you don't understand what's happening. Okay, so I see. Am I old? Well, well, hold on, hold on. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll right. get there. See, I when you said like environment variables and shells, I thought you meant like. How, seashells? Well, I thought you meant like environment variables are different across different shells. And I was like, that's not that's not how Well they works. are if you don't inherently set them, but yeah. No, but like how they no, no, behave. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That I got it. I got it. That but makes do you sell seashells by the seashore? I do. Well, not. because the concept of like a subshell is foreign to some people. Mm-hmm. A foreign right? shell? Like, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Porn shell. All right. So anyway, Oregon shell. What are, are, guys, we are you guys done with pants? Do you want to jump right in this quickly? It's let's only, jump yes. right into it. Let's do it. Let's, get, let's well, get the no. tip going. No, it's only four minutes in. It's not. Uh, We've my, had zero bands. Just ask me the thing. We had plenty of bands. We had so many bands that we don't even ask know where our me the thing. Work. What thing? Ask you what thing? The bands will be built in. Ask me. Ask you what? What thing are we asking you? You don't know what you're saying. What do you always ask me next? What are you drinking? There no. you go. No. Yes. No, it's too we're early. We're still doing bands. We're still No, bantering. there's a band built in. No, no, we're no, 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 we're no, not, Jathan. We're not to the drink yet. We're bantering. There's a dedicated band period before there's the drink. dedicated. Drinks. No, it's there's not. at least not. half an hour of bands. At least. <laughs> well, that might be a bit <laughs> excessive. You're ruining my life, Dad. <laughs> and you're embarrassing me. Listen to your father. Yes, yeah, son. Yeah, bitch. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, uh. Guys, I am so tired. I pulled an all-nighter last night. Why did you pull stupid. an all-nighter? That sounds really dumb. So, I did... You shouldn't do that. We cut over... At Fox Proxy, we cut over to a different support desk. Okay. Oh, boy. Everything was fine off? and dandy, but this is... It's like, you know, a third-party one? What you cut over to? What's it called? Su- support I don't know. Support, support B. What's, what's support B? It's like a fresh desk. I don't know what either of those are. I don't know okay. what that is either. Well, there you go. <laughs> It's like a service de- or support desk or help desk as a service. 
But oh, uh, like you still have lame. to man it. But it's this basically well, that's you know system for collaborative customer support. Yeah, it's a support desk. Anyways, mm-hmm. OST sucks. OS Ticket sucks. Okay. Yeah, OS Ticket is a piece of shit. And I was sick of it literally toppling every box we tried to put it on. Okay, well, I didn't have that problem. Maybe you just did it wrong. Well, okay, it's, you're the one that has a problem with everything that he can Oh my gosh, problem, you guys. So, like, you know. No, Jathan, what was the version you released? Because this is, like, the most recent release. I don't know, it was about uh, two years ago. Okay, yeah, this is... It's designed this, for the modern collaborative workplace. Yeah, this is, like, the most recent stable release I'm, I'm talking about. With PHP, like, 7.3, I think. 7.4. So, anyways, it, it kills the box it's on. It keeps ooming. So I said, fuck it. You know, can we just go to, like, an external service well, for this? You know what the problem is, is that you didn't have it as domain admin and root admin. Oh, and, my gosh. No. You know. <laughs> you know it's surprising to me it must have been pretty bad if you said let's use an external server. oh yeah it was because you're like well Mr. the problem self-host. is there's no there's no good service desk software that's self-hosted honestly the best thing i've ever used is jira service desk uh, i don't i don't like jira, jira service desk? no no that's they keep, terrible they no, keep changing don't use that. no don't don't use jira service desk that thing's it's trash. better than others well great that it's better than well, others but it's it's okay. not good you should have tried rt man that's no. bit like saying that windows is better than linux it I is all right all right all right anyways back to what i was talking yes. about why i pulled an all-nighter yeah i realized that some of the emails to the support desk weren't being forwarded because i neglected to set up the forwarder oops because you can set it up for SMTP, and like the logical conclusion would be, all right, if it's sending out messages via SMTP through a mail server, it should be able to use IMAP to fetch the, the messages. Not true. Kind of dumb. But whatever. I've moved on. So, you know, we had a number of emails that didn't make it to the new support desk. But they're in Mailder format. Because oh. they're on our mail server. So I can't just, like, forward them as attachments. Because I don't know, I don't know if the support if the desk is going to parse them correctly. So I had to grab a Python. I mean, thankfully the new service desk has an API, so I can create tickets through the API. So I ended up writing a script to parse the mailder mail files, mail messages, and kind of you know extract information from that, and then create tickets from that, and then submit those tickets through the API. And that was all well and good, but. That is why I, you know, I started working on that at like 2 a.m. Because that's when I I saw that they were not coming in. Well, I was like, shit, and I need to get this fixed. So by that time, by the time I finished, it was like maybe 10 a.m., 9 a.m. And it was too late to go to bed at that point. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's a wash. The night's a wash. I'll, I'll just go to sleep tomorrow night. So I'm very tired right now. So, I mean, it sounds like you had your work cut out for you, really. And uh, that sucks, man, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, at least I didn't have to, like, copy and paste all of them and all that, and then try and, like, finagle it to... Because, you know, they're all in mailder message format, so you can't just copy yeah. and paste, it mangles it, so... Right. Yeah, so, you'd have to sit there and fix each message. Yeah, so, I mean, at least I got that going. And I, you know, I, I now have... Yeah. <laughs> oh, at least I got that going for... And we now have POCs for the API, you know? So, right. like... That's good, but great. So I mean, you have something at least, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. It was things. Like, what? Eight what? things. Eight things. Yeah, I counted during your story. It's eight, not just one thing going on. There's eight. I feel like it was anyway. less. I feel like it was three. Anyway, Jathan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jathan, do you have any bants, mm-hmm. or do you really want to talk about what you're drinking? I have a bant, actually. Yeah, what's I your bant? It feels so... weird prompting for bants. I, right, right. Because this right um, here is banter, but yeah, it go is. On. It, we're bantering right now. So you're talking about having to deploy a new help desk yeah. system for yourself. We actually <laughs> we got an email: remove Oracle Java from everything. Yo, that's install, my kind of person. Install what's the Open JDK? Yeah, yeah. We got we got caught by Oracle. They said. What all do you have installed? And we said, uh, <laughs> this, this stuff. And they said, get it out or pay us. 
So, wow. yeah, yeah. So right now we're getting rid of Oracle Java, which, I mean... The I irony... Get rid of that shit. I, the I irony shit. is, like, oh. you guys are so fucking locked down, you can't put a fucking ex- executable script in your home dirt without ten alarms going off. Right. But, right, like, right, right. piracy? Not a big deal. Oh, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, no. No big deal. Eh, whatever. You know, it's only a few, what, million dollars to Oracle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was our great big discovery this but week. But also, fuck Oracle. I mean, well, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Fuck Oracle. So. I personally can't stand Oracle. Like, we have DBAs. So they're like, yeah, Oracle's great. I'm like, what are you smoking? What crack pipe are you smoking that we think <laughs> Oracle is good? And please don't sue me, Oracle. No, they're not, they can't sue us. This is opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally not stating fact in any way, shape, or form here. This is all my personal opinion about the shit show that is Oracle. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, you, no, they're, Oracle. they're terrible. Yeah. They kill everything they touch. You know what they're worse than? And mm. just by a little bit? It's JTON. I wouldn't go that far. You don't think they're worse than JTON? They're... I think it's... It, JTON's dumb. But Oracle's just <clears throat> incompetent. You know? I'm really not dumb. What? So is that, is that, is that the Oracle's Occam's just too thing? big. Is that the Occam's Razor thing where they never contribute to... Oh, no, that's, uh... Oh, who said that? That was some general. MacArthur? Did MacArthur say that? No, it's it's the saying. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but that's not Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor is the simplest solution is... Oh, right. Most likely to be correct. And that's a greatly simplified version of Occam's Razor, but, you know, whatever. Sure. No, it was some general that that said, you know, don't attribute to malice what can be explained by incompetence or, or well, however it goes. Okay, let's 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 actually look this up. All right. Because... Well, while Peyton is doing that, Jathan, are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you one hundred percent? Are you one hundred and ten percent ready? Hanlon's, Hanlon's razor. razor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super ready. Mm-hmm. It's named after Robert J. Hanlon, who submitted the statement to a joke book. Really? Not a general. I thought, I thought it was. A, I thought he general. was the army general. Nope. It's okay. misattributed to Napoleon. Oh. I didn't think that. I thought it was now, a U.S. Now, Churchill subject. did say in his correspondence with King George VI in February 1943 regarding de Gaulle, he said his insolence may be founded on stupidity rather than malice. So, mm. sort of the same thing, but not quite. I'll go ahead and do yeah. this for you. So you it lacked the punch. It wasn't evolved yeah, to, yeah, to be punchy. It, it, it lacks the... It lacks the... Jathan. The gotta. How ready are you? One to one hundred. He can't yeah. be more ready. Yeah, I've never been more ready. Are you like one hundred and ten percent ready? At least. Okay, we're gonna make Jathan wait a little bit, a little bit more until he's one hundred and twenty percent ready. Brent, how was your sleep last night? Did you? Did you oh, I didn't sleep. I didn't, didn't sleep. sleep last night. Are you oh. planning on on getting a good night's rest tonight? You know, we got crash. this. Uh, we got this purple mattress that's supposed to be. Really good for, you know, side sleepers, back sleepers. And all Are that. we fucking sponsored now? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, we got the, we got this mattress that's really fantastic. You said, I you... personally, you know. <laughs> this does well, sound like every purple ad I've heard on podcasts. Sure, like this the weird, awkward I mean, transition. we're not, you know, sponsored by them. No, we're not. We're not supposed uh, to be anyone. If, if they wanted to sponsor us, I mean, I would totally be fine with, you know, a couple free, a couple free mattresses. You know, I. You know. I miss my old mattress. It's not. You it's do? too small. It's too small yeah. for my wife and I. We have a king. We have a king size. What size do you have? Well, we have a queen now, but it was a full. But the full I had, it was like this. It was like a memory foam, but it was so oh, bomb. Oh yeah. It would like melt foam. around you. Oh, it was so yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in our I... guest room, and I'm, I'm probably sleeping oh. there tonight because I'm going to be snoring. But Jathan, how ready are you? Do you snore like really loud? Yeah, the, the more you, tired I am when I go to sleep, the louder I snore. Jathan, do, do, you, do you snore when you're on your side? Yes. Less often, but I still do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Jathan? Yeah, I'm ready. How ready? So I'm ready you enough to... you snore... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Go ahead. Go ahead In percentage, Jathan. Go ahead. What? How ready are you? What? I'm ready. Dude, nobody cares about Baden's mattress. <laughs> okay. This is the thing. Okay. Alright, fine. Jathan, what are you drinking? Have you guys watched The Queen's Gambit? No. Yes. Anya Taylor-Joy is amazing in that. Watch okay. it if you can. There is a character in the show, and perhaps more than she one at some point. She plays a chess expert. 
perhaps more than one at some point. And there's this drink that they're drinking on an airplane the first time that you see it or learn about it. On an airplane? Yeah, and it's called a Gibson. You know what that is? Yes. I know Gibson in the sense of superhuter, like su- fictitious superhuter. I mean, I act Gibson. To, yeah, there you go. No, so apparently the writer. it's basically a martini, mm-hmm. but instead of garnishing with a twist, like a lemon twist or olives, it is garnished with cocktail onions. Now, yeah, you've been inhaling those because you keep going on about cocktail Dude, onions. yeah, so I, when I saw the show... Because I've always been, like, I like gin, I like martinis. That's the only thing that sets it apart from a martini? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, stupid. Now, gin and dry vermouth and an often garnished and an, pickled onion. Yeah, so listen, so listen. So, so gross, the thing is, I like a martini, I usually get it with a twist. I do not like a dirty martini with olives. I think olives are disgusting. Shaken but I like stirred. Definitely stirred. Shaken, not real. But, like, I definitely, there's something about the I'm idea of, like, a salty sort of umami flavor in my martini that i am interested in but i could never be on board with olives so when i watched this show i decided i had to try this and also drink it with semen so i finally (laughs) my birthday (laughs) happened at some point it just ghosts right by wait wait, how old did you turn on your birthday when was it old enough on one day now congratulations on your 13th birthday jathan Thanks, Congratulations, you, t- you turned 15. Good job. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so, so thought, for my birthday... Tim, do you want us to throw, throw you a quinceanera? Yeah, is it ready? Are you ready for your quinceanera? We're going to we're gonna throw you a really nice quinceanera. We'll get you a nice dress, maybe a tiara. Yeah, okay. Have a... So, have, you know... I will get you the prettiest dress, Jathan. It'll be pink. Pink and yellow. You'll be like, so, since this show, I watched it and I saw it, I was like, I have to try this. So, for my birthday, I bought myself all the Makins. And I hadn't had a martini in a while. I mean, I, I swore off of gin for a few... You can wear heels like, if you want. You're a, you're a woman now. A good year or two, I just hadn't any gin. I mean, I was really on the whiskey train. I drank beer. But mm-hmm. this drink, I just... It's like, if I wasn't already close enough to alcoholism, this is definitely <laughs> pushing me over the edge because it is so good. Uh-huh. Like, especially the last sip, you get down to the very bottom. And it's just like this oniony gin... No, what it's is delicious. wrong with you? Dude, I'm going to make you one. No, don't want it. So I that's what I'm it. drinking tonight. I'm drinking a Gibson. Mm. And I've really perfected... I made a YouTube video to teach other people how to make my Gibson because it's the best Gibson. That's like saying I have the nicest shit. Uh, well, I definitely don't. Okay. Have, well, yeah, because you don't have a gallbladder. Do, but... do, do you still have slimy shits or have they, soft, have they softened up a little bit? I what? think we're done with this conversation. <laughs> Welcome to Stool Administrivia. <laughs> Welcome to Gallbladderless Administrivia. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I still have my gallbladder. Have I'm the odd man out. That's what I'm saying. Two out of three hosts don't have their gallbladder. Two out of so three. Yeah, anyway, try Gibson. Make sure you get cocktail onions that are in brine and not vermouth. Or just don't try it. Ugh. Or just, yeah, just gross, dude. Why? No, it's really good. Mm-mm. No Dude, thing. people okay. put olives first in it, all, and that's somehow okay. First of all, you think Buffalo Trace is a good whiskey, so it like, is. You know, no, oh my god, Jathan, didn't you <sighs> just the other day say you can't taste the difference between different vodkas? Right, I don't. Right. I I right. have you a very hard time discerning. Buds. So how no. do you uh-huh. know what tastes good? I have you a very hard time discerning. Is good, like come on, man. I have a very hard time discerning different vodkas. I don't think I'm going to trust martini advice from a guy. I'm not, I'm not trusting martini advice from a guy who can't tell the difference between vodka. Oh my god. You're okay. an idiot then. Okay. I'm very big on gin. I like Hated. gin a lot. I've had a lot of gin. Hated. Yes, yes Brent. Yes. What is your tip? My tip. Oh my god. I, we're, thank we're you like for asking. We're like 22 no. minutes thank in. Thank you Mm-mm. so much for asking about my tip. Nobody else said what I they were even drinking. A oh, fantastic oh. tip. And I'm also drinking a Sprite. And I'm drinking water. Okay, what's your tip? This podcast uh, okay. is bullshit. You're bullshit, <laughs> bitch. So today I'm going to Why do we always spend like 15 minutes talking about what Jathan's drinking? Because I'm an interesting well, fucking no, dude. No, no, This is what happens. This is what happens. You're an alcoholic. You say, Jathan, what are you drinking? And he goes, well, you see, I went by the store today. Yeah, Jathan, you know what you are? And I ran into Katie's old friend 
who used to live in PA, but now she lives out here, and she's a teacher too, and they were talking about teaching, and like 20 minutes later, we're like, shut the fuck up and tell us what you're drinking. And he's yes. just sitting there talking about his story from the day about why he's drinking this bullshit Buffalo Trace or whatever. Jason, do you know what you are? You are, the, you are the human embodiment of online recipes. Oh my God. So I have a great recipe for you guys. But first, let me tell you about where I got it from. <laughs> let me tell you about growing up in the sticks. <laughs> we never actually had chicken. So Let me tell you about the time my dog died. <laughs> and this brings me back to memories of my dearly departed <laughs> over the rainbow bridge spot. So dumb. Oh, I hate Why? Okay. Why? <laughs> sorry, Peyton. We got way off track there. What's your tip? Push D path. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about Push D and Pop D. Now, this mm-hmm. is from Jathan. Jathan wanted me to talk about this. It's a good tip. This should be a good little thing here. Yeah. So basically, what happens is, is uh, so Push D saves the current working directory. It's like, say you're in home slash JTON slash DickPix, and you do want to do a Push D there. Mm-hmm. It would save your location, and if you wanted to go to, like, home, JTON, mm-hmm. PussyPix, then you would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then go back to it using the Pop D command. So you would do Push D path where you want to go. So, like, if you wanted to go, you know, like I said, home, Jathan, podcast recordings, you would do push D, home, slash home, slash Jathan, slash podcast recordings, and then you'd be there, and then you could do pop D, and it would put you right back in home, slash Jathan, slash dickpics. And I was going to say that it's used everywhere, like you can use it in Windows, and you can use it in Mac, I believe, hmm. and BSD, and DOS, and I don't it's know, interesting. DOS yeah, DOS has a batch, has a, you can batch file it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like it's it's everywhere at this point. And did you have a question or a comment about it? I, I wanted to say, number one, you can manipulate the stack. Well, number one, it's a stack. You can have right. multiple So that's push where D. push and pops come from. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we talk about pushing and pulling off and popping stack. in, yeah, in programming and shit like that. It's different ways to manipulate a list or an array or... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, commands used to work with the command line directory stack. Right, and you can also essentially you don't have to cd to a, dir- a directory to to push d. You can you can oh, specify. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm sorry. I should say. I, I apologize. Yeah, you do the push d, and then where you want to mm-hmm. go. This, I, I think I said that. Yeah. So right now, I also, if anyone is in front of a terminal, if you're not, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not oh, working. Yeah, I'm I'm in front of a terminal. God forbid we take Just a fucking, fucking break. You. So take a note of what directory you're in. Okay. Make sure it's not your home directory. No cheating. It's, I mean, it's not cheating, but, like, you know. But okay. Just like cd slash temp, right? I'm in a directory that's not my home directory. Go okay. Ahead. Now, cd to a different directory. Okay. And now cd space hyphen. cd space Dude, this, hyphen. This is, this is a deviation. That is a yeah. deviation. So it's a more unique utility than this thing that Jathan asked me to talk about. I get it. Yeah, so it's it kind of plays on that. You can't, to my knowledge, stack this. I don't think. Well, CD space hyphen, that should be built into pretty much every shell, right? Like, like that's I think like it's a... it's actually part of CD from what I understand. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, divorced. It's from the shell you're using. As long as you have the Unix... Right run user space tools. Unix yeah. utils, I believe. Yeah. Unix utils, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, it's pretty interesting. And I guess it would help you to be able to, you know, oh crap, where was I? You can do pop D or CD mm-hmm. space dash. And it get, gets you back to where you were. I think that's that's a pretty nice little, handy little tip. Yeah. And I always, I always kind of forget about push D and pop D. Like I knew about them, but I never used them. Because we have tab And it complete. works in corn shell too. No fucking way. Yeah. That's great. Because I have mm-hmm. to use corn shell a lot, mm. unfortunately. Just, it's been a, it's been a hot minute since I was on a, a system with corn shell. Do you have Every tab completion day. in corn? It's weird. It's like a you have to. It's a it, you can't just hit tab. You have to do like control K or something like that. Ew. And then it, yeah, it's. I think once you get used to it, it's not that big a deal, but. 
Yeah. It's not it's not as easy as literally hitting cap. You know? Unit salt hats are weird, man. I don't know how they, they, <laughs> they It's they so really much more are. natural to hit tab. It is. You know what? Like, you know who I'm gonna blame that on? Emacs users. No, Emacs users. Emacs is fine. They love their control. Blame them for everything. Fuck Emacs in the ear. Vim is definitely the best. I mean, use what you want to use, but like, I don't know why you would ever use Emacs. We're gonna laugh at you. I I might a little bit. (laughs) I might a little bit. But like, you know, use whatever you want to use. But I just, I don't, I can't understand why someone would want to use Emacs. I end would, up with I don't spaghetti either. fingers. I, I don't get that. Okay, anyways. Anyways. Did you have anything else to talk about, Push Team? I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to get no, that no, out there. No, that's fine. So. Okay. No, it's, I'm, I'm good. It was first implemented in Joe, Bill Joy's seashell. Hmm. Yep. By the seashore? Yes. We sell seashells by the seashore. Whatever. Hmm. Yep, and that's been my, my, that's been my tip. My very annoying, why did you ask me to do this tip? No, it's a good tip. It's good to Dude, that's a you, good tip. It is a good tip. It's a good tip. And if like, you'd like for me to talk about something in depth or even just talk about it a little bit, hit us up at uh, assistedadministrivia.com slash contact and uh, mm. we'll go from there. Yeah. We got an email address there. We got a form you can use. Or check us out on Discord. Yep. We got a Discord little app right there, on there. You can use, <laughs> or, or an invite to our Discord you can use if you prefer yeah. native. If you, you just want to sit there and chat in IRC, we'll actually be able to hit you there, too. Mm-hmm. All good. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so let's talk about environment variables. Jathan, I'm dying yep. to know what inspired your desire to talk about this. So at my old job, as Did you, you make all... an oopsie? No. Oh, okay. As you all know, I helped maintain a fairly sizable compute cluster. Mm-hmm. You did? When? And I would say, so we had something called Elmod, which is a way, Elmo? basically... Elmo? You have a templated file, basically, that defines environment variables, and then users can sort of dynamically load and unload these modules, and it modifies their environment for them. So, like, let's say I have a piece of software, GCC is a good example. So it's basically There's... templated environment variables. Yeah, but it makes okay. it really easy for the end user. Mm-hmm. Because environment variables, when you're talking about lots of software, many of the same software now, but different you, versions, it's kind of confusing. So this you, was a way that I could write all the templates and just my users would just select software version and they would just type module load and then the, the name and that was it. Now, I'm dying to know this. How do you make those new environment variables active? Do you spawn a, do you fork a shell or do you? Well, I mean, we that, can't say that here. That depends to on what you're doing, but I mean, just in general, you can run it anywhere on the system and it would work fine. But well, my no, point no, no. is... I'm asking, how did you make these new environment variables active? Did you have them log out and log back in, or did you... No, no, no. Basically, literally, they would type module load, mm-hmm. and then a software version, and then a, sl- or a software, a name of software, slash, and then a version, mm-hmm. and it would manually basically modify their path, their library path, their Python path, whatever it had to. Mm-hmm. How? Well, it, it did yeah. the equivalent of you typing export variable equals, you know, oh, it was whatever. A ba- so it was a bash script. Not really, but... You can't alter the environment from a, a spawned process, Jathan. It you can't can alter go, the parent's environment. You can go look it up. I don't honestly know under the hood everything it does. I used it. I didn't write it. Okay, mm-hmm. but my point is, know. my point is, when people were running jobs on the compute cluster, very often, when they were having an issue getting a job to run properly, it was because of and problems with their environment. Whether it was they sourced certain environment variables and then ran a job and it didn't transfer into the job, or you know they tried to basically modify their own environment even though they didn't understand what they were doing. Mm. And so I just got very accustomed to one of the first things I check when troubleshooting almost anything now is I almost always look at env output. And I just want to see, like, does everything look kind of normal here? If I'm using a certain Python application or library in a virtual environment, is that virtual environment in my Python path? Mm. That kind of thing. So, 
you know, that's part of it. But the other thing is, you know, when you're talking about like, let's UWSGI is a good example. When you configure UWSGI and an individual, uh, assuming you use like a, what is the, a vassal in UWSGI, you know, you have to set all the environment variables for your web application, your Python application, whatever it is, as part of the configuration. And it's not always super obvious, you know, if that's done correctly, I guess, especially if you're not familiar with whatever you might be troubleshooting. So like if you're standing up a web app for somebody else, let's say they have a bunch of environment variables on their local machine that they're using to inject, you know, API keys or variables or something like that. But then they just give it to you and say, hey, can you deploy this on the production server? But they don't necessarily tell you about all that. You're left to kind of piece it all back together. Hmm. So, you know, that is really where I came up with this idea, but there are lots of other applications, like what happens when you run sudo within a script, or what happens if you run a script with sudo, and you have certain things set in your environment. So, you know, there's just a lot of cases when we started talking about troubleshooting that, you know, just boil down to problems with your environment. Mm -hmm. And a lack of understanding of when environment variables get passed around and when they don't kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, do you know how to parse the environ files in the proc file system? I admittedly don't. Oh, okay. So, for those listening, if you cd to slash proc, you'll see a bunch of numbers. Those are PIDs. Those this is all these are all temporary files and directories, you know, but they a directory is created when a, a process spawns and it's hopefully removed when the process dies or is killed or whatever. And in each of these process, these PID directories, you'll find a file called environ, E-N-V-I-R-O-N. Now you can cat it or less it, and it's just going to look like one long string. But there's a secret hidden there that will let you get the entire environment variables, all of the environment variables for a process. Because you, you can, you know, alter envars for a specific process when you spawn it. Now the way you do that, is you have to split that file, that those bytes, on the null byte. If you split it on a null byte, you'll find that each variable and its value is separated by a null byte. So now you have a list of essentially, you know, variable name equals value. And then you can further split each of those, you know, on the equal sign and you can get you can essentially get the environment in a map form of any process you want, which is really handy because it's not always the shell's environment that matters. So good to keep that in mind, Jathan. Yeah, today I learned. Today you learned. Have you split something on a null byte before? God, probably sometime in my life, but... I can honestly say I don't think I have. It's not something that you do very often. I actually, I do it maybe about three times a month. Why? Because I work with a lot of binary data, Jathan. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, why you got to ask questions like why? Yeah, why can't you ask like a real question like, so what is involved in that process or you know, you know mm-hmm. why? It's really easy in Python. All you have to do is open the environment file, and yes, it's a file. You can you can open it with you know with open. It's a file in Linux. More or less, yeah. That's not one hundred percent accurate, but it's close enough. It is. It's not like Plan Nine where literally everything's a file. Where's I going with this? I don't know. Somewhere. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. So you open the file in binary mode, read binary mode, and then you just do, you know, fh.read.split b quote slash x zero zero quote close parentheses. And, you know, I'll put, I'll put, down. yeah, I'll put it in the show notes because it, it doesn't translate to speech well. But it's, no, I mean, it's, it's like a one line thing. And yeah. then you can do a, a list comprehension to, to turn that into a dictionary. But, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's really cool. Sounds really cool. Yeah, you okay, okay Jason? So, How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Mostly, I think we should get back on track with environment variables and debugging. <laughs> I've been talking about environment variables. Yeah, kind of. It's important no, to no know. Kinda. He was. Jay thought it's important to know what environment variables a process has if it differs from the shell. Jay thought, how drunk are you right now? Because it can. I'm not drunk. Mm. I think I think you are. Hmm. Takes a little bit more than one drink. I don't know about that. Jathan, how do you propose we approach debugging environment variables? Well, I'm just curious, like, what are problems that you've personally seen caused by environment inconsistencies or lack of a variable existing or whatever? 
Like, what's a common example you could think of? Crom and path. Hmm. What? Cron jobs and the path environment. Oh, you said cron and path? Yeah, P-A-T-H. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a really good one. Because, well, so essentially, you know, there are some things that are... Do, let's start with a basic question. Does cron source Etsy profile? It, no. Does it because source Etsy bash RC? It doesn't source anything, Jayton. Okay. If so, you're using Vixicron. It, yeah. A lot of it depends also on what cron daemon you're using. Yeah, okay, so let's assume crony because CentOS. That I, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. What do you use on Arch? Do you use Vixie? No, I've been moving stuff over to SystemD timers. Oh. Because it's I there. Use, you know? I use crony. As you should. As you should. But yeah. from recollection, crony does not read the users. Like if you've got a user cron tab, it doesn't read the user's path environment. Right. If it's a custom one, it just it just reads whatever set. So case in point, let's say yes. that you have something in your dot bash profile mm-hmm. that okay. sources a Python three virtual environment every time you log in. Okay. And then you write a script that you execute with cron that's dependent on some of the Python libraries in that virtual environment. Well, the first time that cron job runs, you're going to be in for a surprise because you're going to get basically, you know, an import error mm-hmm. because even though that's in your bash profile, that is not something that cron will source automatically. Right. Well, we just said that. Now you can make it source it. Yeah, of course. You I think can. you have to specify that, don't you? Yeah. At, yeah. You, you would either have to source it for each cron job you wanted to, or mm-hmm. I think depending on the cron daemon again, because they're all a little yeah. bit different. Some of them do let you source bash files so dot space path the file or sort the word source space yeah. path the file. right it all depends on which cron daemon you're using okay so you can also specify i'm trying to think of another pretty good much... example here yes i mean i just think personally another good one i already kind of brought up is like taking a web application that you've developed locally whether it was in docker or just you know on your laptop or something like that and moving it to a production system. Mm. You know, one other thing is like some people just pip install packages at the system level, mm. which you shouldn't do in my opinion. Or if you can avoid it at all, yeah. Ideally you should be setting those up for your package manager. Yeah, I mean that's it's harder to pin versions that way, but uh, every every package manager out there has pinning. Yeah, but it's not it's not the same. What? No. So it's, it's what are you talking about? Okay, alright, alright. It doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter. So it does. the fact is You're We're gonna rehash an argument we had like two You're seasons. Telling a fallacy. Ago. They all have yeah. pinning and it all works the same. Hold this package. Okay. Like mm-hmm. what the hell are you saying, dude? But Jethan, my point what is, your point? Yeah, my point is, you know, when you when you're doing this you know, unless you install everything at the system level on the production machine, which is even worse than doing it on your laptop, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to either do a pip user install mm-hmm. or you're going to have to create a virtual environment. And in either case, there's two things about it. So if you do a pip user install and you're running the web application as the user that you use to do the pip user install, which would make sense, mm-hmm. you know, you should be okay. But if you're using a virtual environment, you have to tell UWSGI where to find that virtual environment. Uh huh. I mean, you don't even need to do a pip install. You can just do it on one account and copy the hierarchy over. Can you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I nothing don't... special about a pip install. You can do it Unless once. Unless it's something that's compiled. Tarred up. I... If you're building on the same, like, glibc version and all that, yes, it's not an issue. Yeah, but how often is that true? What do you mean, how often is that true? Well, I mean, I use Arch on my laptop, but my production servers run CentOS. Well, yeah, I would imagine you wouldn't be building stuff for work servers on your laptop, Jethan. Why not? Why? No, why would you do that? Because it it doesn't match prod. Right, it's not the same type of system. Well, that's what Docker is for. (sighs) Fucker. (laughs) Why do you do this, Jethan? Okay, but, but anyway, my point is... You know, like, I'm trying to think of a better example here. I thought you guys mm. would have a lot more input. I'm not going to lie. How about this, I mean, 
How about how about the mail to vari- environment variable in cron jobs? Well, not even that. How about something like like a shell variable? What? Echo dollar sign shell. Uh huh. That's something that's inherently set in a login shell, but not in a non-interactive shell, or it's okay. set differently. Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What does this have to do with cron? Like I'm. It doesn't. We were, to... we were off of cron. I'm trying oh, to. Oh, oh. <laughs> In my head, this was a good uh, topic, guys. Uh huh. Well, I mean, it could have been if you actually had like a decent example or something. Well, I now that I'm like thinking about it, I can't think about it. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. What? He can't think about it because he can't think about it. He's drunk. How Jathan, drunk are you? I'm not. I'm really yeah, how, how drunk are you? Let me swear I'm your really not. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm have just. I'm, do, have, have your little lady friend there do an eye exam on you really fast to see how drunk you are. I swear I'm not. I'm very tired. I did not. Oh, I don't want to hear it, Jathan. Tired? I just. Tired? Okay, so here's. Oh, how many children geez. do you have in your house again? I'm just kidding. How much sleep Cold. did you get last night, Jathan? Yeah, how much sleep know. did you get last night? I got none. If you got more than an hour, you got more sleep than he did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jathan, shell uh-huh. does is set in cron jobs. But is it set the same? Is it set to what? The same way as a login shell. What do you mean is it set the and same? And I'm not talking about cron jobs. It's... I'm just talking about any generic sort of script. Well, cron jobs run non-interactive shells. That's why I, I used cron as an example. But okay. at least in, oh. in my Somebody here, who knows something say something. <laughs> I'm trying to say something here. We're trying I'm... to. <laughs> Javon, listen. In, if you run, like, okay, I'll tell you how to reproduce this even. Crontab-e. Yeah, as a normal user. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Or and root. then add a cron job that runs every minute or every five minutes or whatever. It just depends on how long you want to wait. Sure, and just echo shell. Uh, no, 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 no. Env, and then redirect it to, like, slash temp slash env dot out or something. That way okay. you can get all the environment variables. And you will find that there are quite a few set. I On my box, I have... Let's see. I mean, this this is probably going to vary depending on how your, your shit yeah, is compiled. But what? Well, just depending on your system in general. Yeah, well, it doesn't depend on, like, your bash profile, for instance. It doesn't depend on any of that shit. But depending on how, like, bash is compiled, for instance, that can affect how many built-in environment variables would be spawned. I have 23 on mine if I run a non-interactive shell. Mm-hmm. 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 So, good to know. Jathan learned something tonight. Yeah, I learned I'm an idiot. What? Learned something new every day there, Fanny Fan. What is interesting is my login shell has been Bash. My cron shell has been SH. Yeah, that's. I think that's normal. You have to specify yeah, I mean, it is. if you want to yeah, Bash or not. Bin SH is considered the Linux default, whatever it's, right. if it's symlinked or, or right. whatever, it's considered what Linux should use for non-interactive commands, which is why mm-hmm. it was this big deal that there wasn't really a big deal that Debian switched to Dash for Bin SH, because it was ideally and supposed to be just running non-interactive stuff. So have you guys tried using Bin Dash as like a interactive shell? It's a nightmare. No. It's so stripped down. Wait, it's a nightmare. Wait, what? What? Using what as, a, as an interactive shell? Dash. Dash. The oh, no, I've never tried Debian to do Debian shell, I think? Yeah. I've never tried to do that. Don't bother. But, like, it to get speed of boost. It's good for what it's intended to be. It's bad for an interactive shell. Put it mm. that way. Interesting. Interesting. It's very fast if you're trying to just start up commands with arguments. Which is why they used it for, like, their init systems and stuff. Which is why they symlinked it to bin sh. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's really not comfortable to use as an interactive shell at all. So, especially if you've been using like a really decent shell like Bash or Z shell, you know. <laughs> Good luck. Z-shell Good luck trying to use Dash. <laughs> Z shell. Yeah, Jathan, are you still using Z shell, by the way? Speaking of shells. I use it. I use oh, it. On my Mac. That's it. Mm. And only because it's the default. Z shell is the default on Mac? When did that happen? Yeah, when did that happen? <sighs> I don't when know when they before. changed shell. it. No. You're full of shit. Look it up. Fuck. I don't know when... I'm a fact checker. I don't know when they changed it, but... Fact checker for Jathan. Catalina. 
is when it started. Starting using with Mac OS Catalina. Max will not use ESH as the default login shell. There you go. Huh. That's Why couldn't you just said Catalina? Like, you know. Because he didn't, didn't know. Because he didn't know. Because he doesn't so, read yeah. he doesn't read documentation. So right. yeah, I right. for a while I used the SH on all my boxes, but I just don't see a lot of benefit. Yeah, I I got to that point. I was a diehard Z Shell fan for a long time. Yeah. And then after about like two or three years, I was like, you know what? It's kind of a pain having to install this everywhere. Yeah, right. That's the thing. It's like I was adminning a bunch of boxes that only had bash Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really taking advantage of any features that were only in Z shell. Yeah. And bash can do a lot more than you think it can, you know? So it does, it does, it does quite a bit. Yeah. I'm not as much as Z shell, you know, it doesn't have like your fancy like regex tabbing and all that, but it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's quite serviceable. So use whatever you want as long as it's not Emacs. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably use Emacs as a shell. You could use I mean, Python as a shell. You could use yeah, Emacs as an true. OS. So it would be terrible, but you could do it. I'm so tempted well. to try it for like a day. See how far I think I get. we should. That'd be a fun day. Like, let's take a Saturday. Yeah. And like, let's no. come up with some project that we have to do on like a fresh Linode, but we oh have to god. do it entirely with a Python shell. <laughs> Oh my god! I'd no, be down. I would do it. It might make you uh, rage, but I I'd do it. Yeah. That yeah. Well, like it, it could be kind of simple. Like CentOS seven, install Nginx and UWSGI, and run like Django or something. Mm. Like should be simple. Should be. Well, skip the Django parts. That's a pain in the ass. Fuck Django. Well, Django you got to run some kind of web app. Nah. Uh, Why? Find like a. You don't have to run anything. You could run my client info. Flask app. It's really tiny. Yeah. There you go. I think it's all standard lib too. So Damn right, it's standard lib. Yeah, also standard lib. Hmm. Jthon's mom. What does that even mean? I don't know. Jthon. It means she's well written. So the well reason. Written. Yeah, I see, what, I see what you did there. That was, that was actually pretty good. There you go. Thank you. Ah ah ah! I got it. <laughs> you had to, you had to wait for it, but you, yeah, here's hey, your reward. It's still good. It's still good. So, Jathan, do you know why I wanted to point out the Environ file for processes? Tell him. I have one. no idea. Because that has bitten me in the ass. Because systemd and, you know, sysvn and just about every sys... Oh, that's another point. Yeah. If you make a service out of something, they can you have, have to make sure... They can, and frequently do, have their own custom environment variables. Yeah. That's cool. So, if that differs no, from what you're expecting... Shut up. Yes. So what if that differs from what you're expecting expecting is like the blank system default, like you SU to the user run env or something. It it very likely could be vastly different from what the process is actually being spawned as by your service manager. Mm-hmm. And that has bitten me in the ass once or twice. But it's also a, a, a handy trick, you know, knowing to, to split on that null byte. It's a handy trick to do for debugging environment variables you want to set. I also learned, this is how I learned, the systemd environment, what's it called? Environment file? Environment yes. variable file? Environment file. Pretty sure, yeah. That does End not file. let you yeah. cross-reference or upwards reference. So if I have like a variable A equals 1, I then cannot do B equals A. Or, you know, dollar sign A, whatever. Mm-hmm. It won't let you do that because it doesn't actually parse it as bash. Huh. Which made me so mad when I found that out. But whatever. I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to like run arbitrary scripting commands inside your service manager. Yeah, but you might want to define like a base directory and then reference a database or something relative to that. <sighs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like that makes sense to me. I, is there an environment command? I think I feel like there's an environment. An command. environment command? Yeah. If so, you could just do it with like a, I don't know Indeed. Python and Pathlib. Hold on. Hold on. You guys talk about something. I'm going to read a band page here. What? You're reading documentation in the middle of a podcast? That's just insanity, sir. That's insanity. We're lying by the seat of our pants here. Pants. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Pants, pants, pants. What? Pants, pants, pants. Pants, pants, pants. Pants, pants, No, it's just environment and environment file. Pants, 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 pants. Jethan, what are you doing? Who, who knows? 
Someone said pants. <laughs> what? Jason, how drunk are you? I'm really not. I'm just I, I uh, kind of loopy. That you actually are. No, I'm not. Are you loopy because you are drunk? No, I'm just loopy. Because you didn't get any sleep last night? I did not get enough. How much is not enough? More or less than four hours? Uh, right around. Mm. And I do not do well without enough sleep. That's obvious. You also need, don't do well you need your uh, you need your beauty sleep. Yeah, I absolutely do. Dude, we've seen him. We know how dumb, how dumb looking he is. He definitely needs beauty sleep. Yeah, Jathan, can we talk about what's going on with your face? No. Yeah, what's going on with your okay. face? You saw his face, but we can't talk about it. He doesn't want us to talk about it. Where were we? Oh, environment variables and shells. Right. So, I mean, does anyone have any closing thoughts about this? Because, like, they're simultaneously, like, really simple things, but they're also really complex because they're... This is a terrible topic. They're everywhere. It's well, not that it, bad. It's not that bad topic. The problem is... It's hard it's to, a, like... Okay. It's hard to dig deep into it, yeah. Right. No, there's so right, many... Right. Okay, Just like, the only other thing I'd say is something I already mentioned. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I'd mention is if you run sudo in a script, be aware that your right. environment variables by default will not, not carry through. Yeah. Unless you do... Now, unless... Unless you do a yeah. doc. Well, unless you do a dash E also. Yeah, capital which e. says, yeah that works too. Yeah, which says carry my environment variables. Don't, don't do right. a hear doc. A hear doc. So you, I mean, you can hear doc in sudo, but I maybe not recommend it. Yeah, so as Jason was saying, a dash capital E will, uh, or long form is preserve env. It'll literally preserve the sudo invoker's environment, environment into the sudo session. Right. But you can you can't disable that in the sudo config, if for yes. good reason, probably. For so, a good reason, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else to add. You guys have anything else to add? Oh, I... Also, I don't personally believe in invoking sudo in a script. I think you should just run the script with sudo. What? What? I don't think you should have sudo as a line in a script. I oh, think you yeah, should just yeah. run no, the no, whole no, no. script. I agree. I agree with that. With sudo. I don't want to say I blanket agree with that, but I'd like 90% Most of the time. Most cases. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with that, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Wow, this podcast is shit. It's not shit. You need to calm down, sir. If you'd like to hear us talk about something else, please uh, check us out on Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Or our website. Like and subscribe. Slash Jathan. Hit that bell. Jathan. You get notified when we update. I don't know. And if you do specify an environment variable at invocation of a command, so like foo equals bar. Like in the beginning of the line? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like foo equals bar command. That is not visible on PS. That's correct. Yeah. So that is safe to do. It's still going to be in your history, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's up to Unless you. Unless you put a space before it. You know, I actually, since I, that doesn't work for me. Hmm. Oh, really? It does on, like, the CentOS boxes I admin and stuff, but it doesn't work for my desktop and laptop. And I think it might be because I use a custom hist file. Hmm. I'll try it. I haven't in a long time, so maybe it just is a change. I don't know. I have a hard time believing they'd remove that unless it was a bug. That's one of the few times where, like, you know, the bug is actually a feature rather than the other way around. Yeah. It's a bug. bug is actually a feature. It's a feature, not a bug, rather than it's, it's, a, it's a bug. It's the other way around. Or, the bug yeah. is not a feature. Yeah, that's great. What if we're mm. all just bugs, guys? What? How very Kafkaian of, of you. Or Kafkaesque, mm. I should say. Like, you're a bug and I'm a bug. We're not bugs. Yeah, different different kinds of bugs. We're lizard people. What? We're not bugs. We're lizard people. What? What? We're lizard people. No, I heard that. I just, I just, I don't follow. The lizard people are the ones taking over the world. You know, the Illuminati, Mm -hmm. lizard people, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, but all lizard people. The Umbrella Men are going to come get you, Oh my gosh, this is... (laughs) This is devolved. This is a bad. bad Anybody? Does anybody have any closing thoughts on environment? No. If you know how to make this podcast, if Jayton can do forty-five minus thirty, definitely not. What about uh, thirty minus fifteen? What about ten plus five, Jayton? Can you do that? Hold on. I need to get my socks off. He's over like panicking. If you you take, he's got the mouth sweats. He's like, I don't. I'm not ready for this. 
he's counting on his all his fingers. He's like, wait, wait, wait. wait uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's fourteen plus one, Javon? Can you do that for us? Fifteen. There you go, Javon. If those digits that you counted on, if they were clams, how many clams would you have? Mollusca. <laughs> how many it's mollusca? It's still fifteen. Okay, it's fifteen. What? Fifteen clams. He said the thing. Everyone, we can we can continue. All right, Javon, why don't you give us your fifteen clams? Okay. So, I don't know the appropriate uh, sort of intro to this topic, Mm -hmm. because I think there are different forums. All right. So, I recently started a new job. I'm pretty sure Peyton started a new job since we started this podcast, right? I have not. Okay, Mm. but you had... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, I went from phone support to server admin. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago, though. That was five years ago. Yeah, but I mean, so, it's fresher, though, than for Brent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something that I have been dealing with in my new job is I'm coming into an environment where everybody kind of knows what's going on and people just go with the status quo and that's that. But recently, you know, like I've been finding more and more things that I just kind of like I want to question, not just because I want to understand, but like I don't necessarily agree with some things, right? Like the way something's being done or whatever. And I found that I was having a lot of like... I don't want to say like cognitive dissonance, but like I wanted to speak up and sort of voice this, but I didn't want to seem like a know-it-all kind of guy, you know, like, oh, the new guy wants to change something else again, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, finally, I just kind of mentioned it in a a one-on-one with my manager and I was like, look, like, you know, I've seen these things. I've taken some notes here. These are the things that I see that are really off, but I just like, I don't really know how the team will take it, whatever. And he was super open to it. He was like, dude, this is why we hired you. Like, you have experience with these types of things. We want you to, like, bring these to our attention. And I feel like ever since then, like, I pretty much have just done that. Like, when I see something that I think is wrong or whatever, I just, you know, make it a point to mention it to the pertinent people. Mm -hmm. And so I guess there's a couple of things. Like, one thing is, if you're on the other side of that, like, if you're on a team or you hire somebody to work with you and you're kind of the old person who knows everything first and foremost be open to what the new person has to say because they might bring really good perspective that you either didn't have or just kind of lost track of or or whatever the case may be Mm. but on the other side of that like for any of you who might be entering a new sort of job you know you do have to feel things out and get a, a sort of lay the land you know, you have to understand that. But also remember that, like, you got hired because you are supposedly going to add some kind of value to whatever team you got hired on. So don't be afraid to, you know, express that and add that value, right? Like, there's a way to go about it. But at the same time, like, don't think that just because you show up somewhere and they're doing something a certain way, you have to start doing it that way, too. Like, they hired you for your experience and your perspective, So you should make that known and hopefully it leads to process improvements or code improvements or deployment processes, you know, whatever it might be. That's all I have. Mm. So to touch on that really fast, because I do still remember like joining the company I work for right now and the culture was different and, you know, I went from not needing to do a timesheet to having like the whole thing was changing like for me. So I kind of see where you're coming from, Jake Don, where... You know, you went from a business where you knew everything or you, you thought you knew everything to now you're having to relearn, like, their policies and how they handle stuff. And, I mean, yeah, you know, you're brought on for a reason. Like, you know, they didn't just hire you because you're just a geek on the street, you know. But at the same time, like, you don't know what's actually policy there right now. Like, even though you've been there for a while, you still don't know policy. And realistically i mean you know yeah you can bring another viewpoint but you should still at least hear the reasoning why something is done a certain way and then you know say okay i see why you guys do it this way can we try it this way and if they say well yeah we've tried it that way and it didn't work then you can be like okay well at least they've tried it that way 
Like, don't assume that they haven't done it just because. You know what I mean? Right, but also don't be afraid to throw the idea out there. Because yeah, you might also I, yeah, learn definitely, something. Like, definitely. they might not just come, come back and say, like, oh, we did that, it didn't work. They might come back and say, oh, we did that, here's all the notes from when we tried it, and here's what yeah. didn't work and why right. we didn't continue with it. Right. Yeah, And, you know, I mean, that might lead to more conversation. It might lead to you understanding something. I would recommend starting out from a place of trying to learn why the thing is scuffed. You know, why yeah. they did it that way. Yeah. And then from there, that's when you potentially could have the conversation of, you know, have you tried this? Yeah. And that's kind of been my experience is a lot of the questions I ask is like, oh, you know, I was logged into this system. I saw this thing was here this way. You know, why... Why was it done this way? And a lot of times, honestly, the answer is because somebody wrote it that way, you know, three years ago, and they don't work here anymore, and that's all we know. Mm. Yeah. And in that case, you might have a lot of freedom or, you know, you might have a lot of input into how to do it better or whatever, versus something that's like, oh, well, because we tried these eight other ways, and the ninth one is what stuck because it worked best, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. Right, exactly. I think being able to, you know, provide your input. I mean, like, when you join a team your input is still valued because you're an outside eye at that point still. And you can say, you know, this is what I, this is what I think. Like I, I see what you guys are doing here and it doesn't make sense to me to do this that way. Yeah. Can you explain why? And then they may be like, well, we do it this way because it's the monkey in the ladder thing, you know, the what the monkey, the, the, the monkeys in the ladder. You, you take a, a room full of monkeys, you put a ladder with a band on the top, and you spray monkeys that try to climb the ladder, and you eventually replace all the monkeys. They'll hit each other and keep each other from climbing the ladder, even though none of them have ever actually been sprayed with water. Who the fuck is spraying monkeys? Yeah, what are you talking about? It's a thing. I'll have to look it up for you, but it, it's a thing. Like spraying they, they, monkeys with water experiment. <laughs> yeah, they, they. Dude, they, no they, shit. Peyton's talking about something real. Yeah. They act, wait, they actually did this? I thought it was yes. just like a thought experiment. No, no apparently they really did this. They really did Yo, that. Scientist, behavioral scientists, y'all need to get out more. But the whole point is, what Jathan is saying is, we do it because so-and-so said to do it. And right. they've never actually known anything hey, different. This... And, so, and so monkeys are like that too. Hey, we know not to go up that ladder. We don't know why, but we know not to. And... Mm-hmm. So Jathan is an outside monkey coming into this new company. And he says, hey, we should climb the ladder for the free banana. And they're like, no. And he's like, well, hold the fuck on. Like, I really can. You know? And mm-hmm. so I guess what I'm trying to say is to Why do you just to... bring up Cool Hand Luke? Because that's basically what that movie's about. Not about spraying monkeys. I still haven't like seen that, the good, bad, and the ugly. concept of, you know, new guy comes in, shakes it all what up. And does we different... have here is a failure. Yeah. To communicate. Mm-hmm. Great. Is that a movie quote? Yeah, that's from Cole Hand Luke. Jesus fucking Christ, Jathan! It's the fucking. Have movie you not seen any about. movies, Jathan? Are you I kidding me? I basically have. I Guys, hate watching movies. You're fucking kidding me right now. Like you. For don't everyone know listening who isn't in our Discord, Jathan hasn't seen Godfather. <laughs> that's true. And that that I oh, I was. Oh my god! Isn't it probably a shitty movie? No, it's what? great. Okay, I, I, listen. I, but is it like one of those movies that was great when it just, came out in 1920? No. Can we just no. ban him now, please? Because he's literally saying that Godfather, one of the greatest movies ever made, is doesn't hold up. <laughs> because it no, was Jay made thought, in it, 1920. It's not even the right year, dude. It's it was made in the, like the 70s. That's yeah. even worse. What? How is that worse than 1920s, Jaython? Oh my gosh, you're fuck. incorrigible. Are you kidding me? You're incorrigible, Jaython. I'm eating an onion. Even... Oh my <laughs> god. Alright, this has been System Trivia. I'm paid. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. <laughs> we do have to close it out, though. Yes, we do. Let's go. Let's, yeah, let's so go. No, no closing remarks? Nobody has anything else to add? No, this... I'm a lot of sorts. Yeah, we could tell. We started late, the topic was bad, the clams were bad. Moldy clams. <laughs> Ew. Alright. Well, this has been Sissy like, How long have these things been dead? This has been Sissy Minis Trivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Pete. See you around.